What's up, people? Another episode of The Giants, guys. It's that podcast you love to hate. I am your host, Craig Santucci, and I'm in the lab with my guys, Spartan Mike, Mikey Fresh. We have some things to talk about, gentlemen, because all sorts of cool things are happening with draft boards, guys getting cut, guys are are, are uh, getting new contracts. Russell and- Wilson goes for peanuts. Oh. Of course, yeah. All sorts of things are happening. You know, when you think it's not happening, something's going to happen. So uh, thanks for tuning in. I see you guys jumping in the room right now. Appreciate you guys. What's up, Jake? Um, Another episode of Giants, guys. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. So for any reason you're putting the kids to bed or you're out banging, you know, girls in the bars and you're having drinks or you're walking the dog, whatever you are doing, you'll see this tomorrow on, on the giants guys, uh, YouTube channel. And, uh, you can check us out there, but for live for you folks better get in here and bring me some questions. What's up, Chris. Um, and let's start off gentlemen. Um, I'm sure by the looks on your faces, you're well, and you're ready to talk giants. Would, would that be a good assessment? Yeah. I'd say so. I mean, my stomach's a little less churned from the last five years. It's like, you know, like a month after the crappy seasons, I start getting a little bit more excited for next year, you know, and there's still problems looming for the Giants, big, serious things they got to fix, and a lot of things we need to see cleaned up coming down the pipeline, and players have got to step up. But you know what? At this point, I have nothing to do but be hopeful and stop worrying about things. So. I like it. What about you, Fresh? We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. How's your How's your mindset? Good. I mean, I, it's funny. You start getting excited for the next season, unfortunately, in October and November uh, in recent history for us. So, um, you know, starting to look at drafts and things like that. And I think that, you know, it's always a wait and see approach, right? Like even even moves that you make in the moment, whether it's a free agency signing, whether it's a draft pick, you can really like it. But um you know, the true time to evaluate a draft is really three years later. I mean, after the 2018 draft, we felt really good. I think even after the rookie seasons, right after the rookie seasons of Barkley in the first round, Hernandez in the second round, um, Lorenzo Carter, I believe was a third rounder. You feel really good about those guys after year one, but then look at the three year look back, you know, fast forward a few years and now we (laughs) feel horrible about the 2018 draft. So, I mean, you got to really give it three years to marinate, to really evaluate a draft class. So no matter what happens, even (laughs) fast forward a year from now, you know, it's going to be hard to, to make a bold, a bold statement or a bold proclamation. But I think for us, it's all new and, you know, it's been that way for the last few years, every two years, a new coach, but this is the first time that it's a um, head coach and a GM that are really, really linked at the hip. Um, They were working together the previous few years. Um, It wasn't a situation where, you know, you get rid of a coach, but you have the same GM like we've done a few times. This was a clean, uh, a clean sweep. So we'll see. We'll see if they can kind of hit the ground running with the philosophy of the team and the roster building. Well, it's the first time we've brought in how many people from outside the organization. We got people from the Chiefs and the Bills and and, uh, 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 
the the Vikings, uh, not the Vikings, the Ravens. I mean, we we're bringing in guys from outside the organization. What's up, Jake? What's up, Mason? What's up, Chris? And for the record, Craig, the it almost looks like Mayor is kind of taking a step back into this role where he almost feels like, he's like, you know what? Even though I got these Super Bowl rings, I don't feel like my you know guidance has provided results for the team in the last five years. He almost looks like he's fully giving into uh, management, uh, new ideas, kind of getting away from this mold of what he thinks the Giants should look like how the organization should be run uh, a little bit more classical well, in terms of the, the approach. I think he's just kind of given up a little bit. Well, look, let's say this. We've been, you know, the Giants guys podcast has gone through Shermer and it's gone through McAdoo and it's gone through judge. We've been doing this podcast in different incarnations for some time. And um, when, you know, when we turn a new coach, we all say the same thing, like more guys from inside the organization, right? All we can say is maybe he's like, he's just really listening to, you know, what we're saying. And like, and, and I'm not saying that you should be listening to the fans or giving into what the fans want, but I think there, there's something to be said for finally letting go some of the reins and listening to some other advisors, whether that was Tish or not, you know, we're in the right direction. So let's do this gentlemen. I've got a couple things I want to run by you. Um, Salary cap today. I'm going to read you a couple notes on the salary cap because the salary cap changed today and everyone needs to know this because tomorrow you'll feel a little bit differently than you did today. I'm going to read it right off the um, the NFL note. The salary cap was, uh, has been set at $208 million, Okay, That's an increase of $25.7 million from 2021. Good news for the Giants. Okay. The 2022 uh, NFL uh, league year starts on March 16th at 4 p.m., all right? The Giants have 22, okay, 22 unrestricted free agents, three restricted free agents, and five exclusive free agents, all right? I'm going to read you guys a name. You're going to say yes or no if you want them back, okay? Are you guys game with that? Let's do it. All right. Let's do the unrestricted free agents first because there's 22 of them. I mean, the Giants have a lot of bodies to either resign or walk. We're we're all pretty comfortable saying most of these guys aren't coming back, but I still would like to hear your opinion on the matter. All right. First one is CJ Board, fresh. No. Spartan. Gone. All right. Um, I, I agree with you guys, unless they want to bring them back to uh return kicks. What's up, Danny? Thanks for checking in. It's right. Fresh is in the room. He said, he said, sup, Craig, Fresh and Mike. Look, I'm going to put that, I'll put that up there so everyone knows that. What's up, Danny? What up, Dan? You guys are getting some love. Um, all right. Uh, hey, New York Mason's in the house, too. What's up, man? We always yeah, go back and forth I, on Twitter. All these guys are jumping in the room now, so it's good to see you guys. Bring your questions. Jake's in here. Chris is in here. Tom's in here. Mason. Um, all right. Uh, Carter. Zoe Carter. Uh, Spartan. No, in fact, uh, him being on the Giants angers me just because it's one of those situations where the Giants have been so bad the last five years. We've been looking at guys like Lorenzo Carter and convincing ourselves like, oh, he's a good up-and-coming player. He's never stepped in that role. It's been too long. Move on. Uh, Fresh, what do you got for Zoe? If he wants to be a backup at backup money, um, I'm okay with it just because by all accounts, he's a hard worker. Um, Just hasn't equated to him being – as productive as we thought he might be, but he's a serviceable backup at least. So, all right. So you're giving him a maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. 
Uh, what's up, Mark Thompson? Our our gentleman from from the Caribbean. I love when he checks in. Um, look, here's the thing on Zoe Carter. If you watch him play at Georgia, he did the same thing. He checked out in stretches. He do, he would disappear for stretches. His pro career is the same exact way. He has a flash and then he disappears. He has a flash and he disappears. I don't know if it's internal fire. I don't know if he's got it in you know in, in his you know in his belly to just go in and dominate, make a play, and have like four good games. He can't link two. Th- two or three games together. He just seems to have one good game and he disappears for three. Sure. Barbados. Thank you. Not Bahamas. Did I say Bahamas? I think I said Caribbean, Mr. Thompson. You said but, Caribbean, uh, but we we did talk about this in last week's show. Uh, you know, right. Mark's always on, tells us where he's from. I know. And I screw it up every time. We are not I'm, forgetting this time. I'm I sorry, Mark. It is Barbados. And I, I'm going to plan on coming to see you next year because uh, Turks and Caicos, Bahamas have always been my, my stomping grounds. I'm going to put Barbados on there, Mark, and come see you. Um, so, uh, you know, thanks for checking in. All right. So, Board is is out. Carter's out. Uh, Croson, I mean, I don't see any value there, but uh, fresh. Croson? Zero value. Uh, Spartan? Waste of a six-round pick. All right. Cunningham? Uh, Spartan? No. Fresh? Um. Yeah, he's a he's a backup tackle. Yeah, I just think that they're going to bring in a a lot of new. I mean, I guess you can't have too many bodies there for cheap. For cheap, sure. That's that's the point. You just made a great point. He he's a camp body that you cannot that that you know doesn't cost you anything. So bringing Cunningham back, and I think he filled in a couple times, like serviceably. So camp body without a doubt. I, I yeah. don't see any problem. What's up, Mason? Dude, I bartended in Turks. I met my ex-wife there. I'm, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I got to put this on the screen. This is fun. <laughs> All right. So here's my question. You, you, you bartended in Turks. Awesome place. I've been there two times. I love it. My question is, you met your ex-wife there. So is your experience there good or bad? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my question. Um, so we're, dri- we're drifting away from Giants talk. Okay. Um, uh, fresh Ebner. No, nah, he can go. He's like a Joe judge special teams. Uh, I can't stand uh, Spartan Ebner. Dude, it's another, it's another one of those things where it's like, I don't even look at him as a backup. He just bothers me so much. And is ineffective. <laughs> I don't want to see him out on this team. Yeah. Okay. Ingram, uh, fresh. I've, other teams are looking at him to play receiver. Um, we're going to draft a tight end, I'm, I'm thinking. So I, I think you just – change of scenery is going to be good for him. Spartan. Cost isn't worth it. My problem with Ingram is that, you know, if we want a tight end, I, I actually do think it's a very underrated position, but I want a guy that's a big body that's a little difficult for linebackers to uh, uh, cover speed-wise and then a guy that is too big for defensive backs – I don't think Ingram does it. He's a catching receiver by looks, but he's not actually a catching receiver by trade. He's not good at it. So he, he can go for all I care, and he's expensive. So we'll be saving some money. Okay. <laughs> Glennon. Zero oh, chance. No, I'm sorry. He can't come back. It's no. so funny. Spartan. This is a no for me, too, uh, but it's also in part because it's like, you know, we're probably going to bring in Trubisky. I have no doubt he's coming to the Giants. 
Yeah, Glennon's got no place in the NFL, let alone with the well, New York Giants. You think Trubisky's definitely coming? Wait, don't jump the shark. Hold on. We got we got other guys All to right. get through. Let's just rip through these. Hernandez, Mike. Uh, Spartan. Forgot you guys were both Mike. Um, I I have to look at how much that dude's costing the Giants right now. I, like again, it's one of those situations where he's been disappointing me. Um, I mean, if the cost is 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 there, I don't really mind bringing him back. But he's a starting guard. He's going to cost too much for for the for the for the uh, the the output that he brings to the table. There's no way you could bring a guy back with that kind of production. No, I, I feel you. But my only problem, I mean, we are so plighted at the offensive line position that you know. He, I, I think he's a hole as it is. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's complete liability as much to as other players could be. Like, believe me, we're going to have to move on to him. I wouldn't mind if they stuck around with him for one more year, but I, I want them to bring in talent that's going to at least compete with them. I, I can't stand even looking at him. Go ahead, Fresh. Yeah, he's he's not a guy that's gonna that that should come back. Um. All right. Um. Let's see. So, jo- so Johnson, I'm going to go through these. Some of these, these are all backup players. Johnson, Kreitler, uh, Ben McKinney, they had, none of them have any value. You know what I mean? Like they could be camp bodies, but they're not starters. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one that jumps out is Penny. Uh, Spartan, you want Eli, you know, the fullback, uh, Eli Penny? No. Uh, fresh? Uh, probably not. Um, all right. So here's the big one. Fresh. Peppers? Probably not for what he's going to cost. Um, Spartan. No, and I, I like Peppers a lot, even though he went to Michigan. Love the dude, but he's just not bringing the value that we need. All right, this one I think is a no-brainer because he's going to cost next to nothing. Is uh, is Pettis Dante Pettis? I think he's a he's a uh, you know he's a fifth 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 sixth receiver. He's fast. He's a gunner, and he costs next to nothing. So Pettis is a guy I wouldn't mind seeing return. How about you, Fresh? Just get rid of them. Just, time, just turn the page. Like some of these guys, it's just like it's just time to move on. I just feel like you're in the same receiver room with a bunch of the guys from last the last year, the year before. It's just like it's like the feel of it, the culture. Like it's just got to change. So for All that right. reason, for that reason, like I can't keep him just because it's a camp body. Like I'll keep a line offensive lineman for that reason, but not like not him. All right, yeah. Spartan Pettis. No, and it's kind of a similar situation where it's you know if the guy's clearly clearly not bringing it he's not a very good player and there's no development potential then badass t-shirt by the way i love it um <laughs> if there's no mark thompson brought up a good point we can we can touch base on this but pettis uh you know i want to rotate in or get like a new free agent just see what value they might bring even if it's the same cost you obviously oh. say 95 percent chance they're not going to bring it but gotta got take that chance because we already know pettis isn't doing it all right so one one of my favorite humans is in the room joe becker joe we're going to get to this topic, so don't bounce before we talk about Derek Carr, so don't go anywhere, but I'm glad you joined the show. Got to give some love to, 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 to Becker. Um, okay. What up, Joe? Um, I'm, I understand the whole thing, you know, like on both sides. Price doesn't hold any value here. Raglan doesn't, I don't know, unless you guys are in love with Raglan. I mean, to me, he's a backup's backup at inside linebacker. Either one of you two have any value on, on Reggie Raglan? Um, maybe, maybe. Well, it depends on what what he costs. The, the cheap salary, sure. Well, he'd have to. Yeah, he'd have to come back on. So the veteran minimum right now in the NFL is nine hundred thousand. It's not a bad paycheck. Um, yeah, but he's that. a yeah, he's a That's backup. 
He's a backup, and I don't like playing paying a guy nine hundred grand. He didn't have any value on his last couple teams. I don't know, Spartan. You want Raglan back? I, will, I don't really mind Raglan as much. Yeah, I, right. just, I feel like there are plays where he kind of comes in and actually does decent things. I don't think he's the worst worst player at that dollar. Yeah, I just can't. I can't see it. Um, he's slow. He's terrible. You know, horizontally, he can't scrape downhill linebacker. He can make some hits in the hole. I'll give him that. Um, but they cut they cut Mayo for Raglan, and then Mayo went out and started for Washington and had a great year. Um, Ross, you guys and some of the other guys that have that have been part of the Giants guys over the years love this cat, and this dude is hurt every 35 days, stubbing a toe, breaking the toenail. He's got an earache, a tooth, a tooth, you know, infection. This dude cannot stay on the field whatsoever. I don't care if he's the fastest man in the NFL. I'm like, dang. And I want to like him because he seems, for all account, he seems like a good cat. Everybody always says good things about John Roth. But you got to play. Now, in his defense, they they didn't use him at all. They didn't throw the ball vertically for half the season. So, Spartan, what's your thought on Ross? Uh, for $2.25 million, which is what he was paid, I, I say no. But if he was willing to do one point. You know, five. I, if he's willing to take a pay cut, then then maybe. And the only reason I say that is, like, look, I don't think that he himself is a great receiver, obviously. But Craig, you know, you probably know this as a former receiver. The one benefit of a super fast guy is not the fact that they can, you know, get out and catch. It's the fact that when they're doing those seam routes, they're yeah. spreading out the field a little bit. Yeah, you're and taking the top points and returns. Now the Giants were so poorly run on offense last year; it didn't come to fruition. That's the only benefit I see out of the guy. Yeah, but he's he, hurt, he def- so. you're definitely stretching the field with the guy with speed. You may not trust his hands, but he's got to be covered, right? So if he can stretch the field and he can take the top off the defense, you know, he's opening up, you know, for 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 some other guys underneath. Uh, fresh, John Ross? If he wants to come back on the same type of cheap deal, then yeah. Uh, all right, so Raw, uh, let's see, Ross. Danny Shelton, I thought he was the biggest waste of money we had this year. He was just a big load. We, I thought he was going to really shut down and clog up the middle, and I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Like he you know, he's hard. They got rid of some guys over. The, yeah, they got rid of some guys over the years, like um, Austin Johnson and some of these other guys that they could keep. They Shelton to me just. Um, you know, it was a waste. I don't know. Spartan, you like Shelton at all? Not at all. All right. As an undrafted free agent, I mean, you know, as a, as a you know, a, a UFA, I, I would consider him gone. You want fresh. You want Shelton back? No. All right. Um, all right. So this one has a little bit of value. I'm not really sure how much, but we're so thin at the position that maybe he's in, maybe he does get himself, you know, a year prove it deal of Scura or Sakura, depending on, I guess, how you're pronouncing it, the the, the guard. Um, Spartan, any thoughts on, on Sakura? Or, I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, for 990, I want him back. I, again, it's the same crap. He's not going to do anything. He's, li- he's relatively a liability out there. He's got a little bit of experience, though, that, you know, in a situation where you have to come down to him, I don't I don't mind falling back. But, like, I believe me, I want that cushion room. We'll talk about the guys that we have to bring in for offensive line. But, yes, I do want Sakura back. And yes, Mason Ross is paid a million dollars too much. He might be paid $2 million too much because he's never on the field. Um, 
All right, uh, Fresh, you got any any connection here to Skura? Like, Same thoughts were- as Cunningham. You bring him back for a body at a, at a cheap rate if if, he, if he'll have it. If he makes the team. Yeah, if, if he wants to come back at the cheapest salary. I don't see anybody I don't see anybody paying him. Um and you know it's not a bad gig to be in New York. I don't know. Um all right. So this one might be the most interesting one. Dallas Cowboys cut, you know, Jalen Smith, you know, and then he had a little stint at um where did he go? Jacksonville? He had a stint somewhere for a couple games and you know he got let go. And then he came to the Giants, and I thought he played not bad. He played well. He played well. Yeah, and he didn't know the system, and he jumped right in. Um, I would like them, again, for a high draft pick that he was, I don't see – he's not playing on minimum. I hate to tell both you guys that. He's not going to play for the minimum, but he's not going to play get paid big money. Um, He might be able to get some decent cash for a prove-it year, full prove-it year, and then a new contract. Do either one of you, uh, Spartan, I'll start with you. You want Jalen Smith back? Yeah, for what it's worth, I want him back. Uh, Fresh? If he wants anything more than what we would pay Raglan, then no. So, remember, Jalen Smith's a high draft pick who who is a good player, where Raglan's just a two-down linebacker. That's the thing. Raglan is a literally can't has no value after second down. Jalen Smith can is a third-down you know, linebacker. I'll, I'll, dra- I'll draft a guy for cheaper that'll be just as productive. Yeah, you're probably right, but I like him. I, I'm saying bring him back. All right, last two is Solder. We don't even. I don't even need to. Not ask even worth discussing you. this guy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, but it's just time to move on. Yeah, yeah we're not. not we're not even talking about about, about Nate again. <laughs> like you Spartan said, is brutal. <laughs> um, and the last one is uh, Totolo. The guy got paid all this money and never did squat like. You know, just walking papers. Uh, any either one of you want to bring back to Tolo? He's a complete waste in my eyes. No, you could buy his beachfront home in Florida and just call it a career. Yeah, that's I'm it. That's a wrap. I'm totally with that. All right, restricted free agents. These are all no brainers, by the way. I can't really understand why they are, but it is what it is. Restricted free agents. There are three. There's um, Gillespie, which is the fullback. He has no value to me. He was a special teams bring on because Judge was obsessed. Um, a clue, a DP and Parker D, uh, a DB. Any three of those guys, you have any, any affiliate, affiliation the word fullback? He can get off the team. It's not 1994 nope. anymore, man. Yep. Nope. All right. So those three guys could go in the last final three, um, that will be involved with free agency here coming up is the exclusive free agents, which are from Murphy, Reed, Sills, and Williams. Just get rid of them all. Fromm's a, Fromm's a failed sweep. experiment, man. Clean sweep. I don't want any of them back. <laughs> yeah, so what, what was it? Whatever happened with Sills, man? I mean, he was a he was a he killed at West Virginia. I always thought he was like a huge come up when they. I want Bachman back. He came on with us. I'll take Bachman back. Yeah. So so Bachman. I'm not really sure what Bachman's deal is, but he's not on on this list as you know as a free agent, an unrestricted free agent. Restricted or exclusive, so I'm guessing Bachman's got a contract. Yeah, you know I think I mean? he, like I, yeah, you know they must have brought him back and gave him a year, some type of practice squad deal because he's not here. And we do like Alex. And at the end of the year, he if you look at the Giants getting their ass kicked, he performed pretty decently, returning punts and was it punts or kicks, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, and Sills, Sills will probably come. You know, 
Yeah, I, I was so excited for him because, again, I think he was one of the top guys uh, in receiving touchdowns when he was at West Virginia's senior year. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and his career goes back – he's my age. In seventh grade, he committed uh, to uh, USC. Yep. And, and, like, I always looked at him like, man, you know, we he, he went on draft. I always wanted to see what he could do. But then, like, yeah, when it comes time to prove in the preseason, he's just doesn't really doing it. The thing is, there is what we call – there is the Sills uh, Army out there headed by Monty. Oh, yeah. Who you know who we met at at, um, at Fan Fest who has a West Virginia Sills jersey. Um, look, Sills Sills is a unique character because you know he got one shot and he dropped the ball and then everybody was all over him. He just doesn't he doesn't get a lot of reps or any reps. You don't know what he can do. Um, he'll probably I think he gets invited back. I don't know what kind of you know what kind of offer they're gonna you know he would get, but I will say that there are a lot of people. Joe, I know you like I know you like him, but you can't sign a guy just to play special teams. <laughs> That's where we they just, went wrong. We just spent yeah, two me, years doing me, that. Let me throw this up here for Joe. Look, we signed four or five guys: Ebner, um, uh, Gillespie, Cross, uh, the, Cross, the guy they traded for for Green Bay. Like you, like Judge was a shitty head coach because he was still stuck being a, in a, a special teams coach, and we weren't even good at that. No, we weren't even good at that. We have never been good at special teams. Even when we were 14 and freaking two in 1986, man, we did not have good special teams. <laughs> the Giants have never, do not have, and will never have even an average special teams unit. So, guys, don't worry about signing guys to special teams. We will suck no matter what. Spartan's on fire. Spartan, there you go, people. Uh, that was Spartan Mike, and he's on fire. All right. So, those are our guys that are out there. Maybe out of those, you know, those 30 guys I just mentioned, you know, uh, there might be four guys that you see back in Giants blue, um, you know, that you, that you may want. Uh, you're right. He was nailing people, Joe, but I still can't sign him. Joe likes him. I like him too, but I can't pay a guy just to play special teams. He has to be a starter in some, in some way, you know, contributor and play special teams. Like, like Penny does. Penny's the starting fullback and he plays special teams or you're a gunner or, you know, you're something like he doesn't have enough value because he's getting going to get paid $900,000 for you're talking about four snaps a game. It can't happen. Unless we got Steve Tasker out there, can't do it. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's keep moving. Um, gentlemen, the biggest news of the week, I'm sure you've heard. Um, Cause you know, of course we're the giants guys. We're always reporting stuff to our peeps. Um, sometimes if I'm five minutes behind the curve, I get yelled at sometimes I'm five minutes ahead of the curve and I'm getting yelled at. So, um, I'm going to still bring up the topic. You guys know where I'm going. This whole week was a, it was a Russ, the R and R brothers, Russ and Rogers were the talk of the town. Um, Russ going to Denver for a haul and Rogers saying, I'm coming back looking like a two-year to, two to a four-year deal, anywhere from 100 to 200. So, Spart, I'm going to start with you. How does that affect the Giants at five and seven? Because now Garoppolo is like the cream of the crop, and there's still, I don't know, four teams that need a quarterback. With Russ and Rodgers off the table, how does this affect the Giants? Uh I don't think they were going to make a dive for any of those two. I mean, I think the Giants – and look, if the situation was right, 
just a no brainer that you go for Russ. And honestly, I, I, I would have given up if I were another team, I would have given up more for Russ. I, I was actually surprised with what Denver uh, uh, was able to give up. Seattle um, almost gave up the same thing for a safety. Yeah, they pretty much just gave up their scrub like last few years of first-round picks. I would love the Giants to do that, <laughs> man. Clear the house and get Russ. Look, but here's the problem. Russ was uh, pretty good the last couple of years. He still had a crappy offensive line. They still couldn't win ball games, and they couldn't really quite get it done. I, I, My problem with the Giants is we are in a similar situation to that. The offensive line is so putrid. We can't possibly get any, any productivity – at all. If we had at least had like a few guys in place, I would have said, you know what? Give a haul over for Russ. Again, give more than what, what Denver gave up. Yeah. The only thing, you know, the only thing holding me back from this opinion is seeing what Denver gave up. And if we could, if the Giants could have saved at least one of those first round picks and gotten Russ, then maybe, yeah, you know what? I would have probably said, go, for, go for it. I think you look at the last few years or the last few uh, stud QBs that went to free agency. And it worked out terrifically for the teams that picked him up. Everybody always talks about the fear and not that much time. They're in the back nine. Well, Peyton Manning and Brady just won Super Bowls with the two teams that they went to. Fresh, I think you agree with me. Well, wait, yeah. let's do this, though. Let's let's do this, though. While Spartan is, is spot on, there's going to be a team, Fresh, that wants Pickett, Willis, or whoever, how, whoever the flavor is, right? Because... Now, the only quarterback that's in play is Garoppolo, okay? He's looking or better Deshaun and better. Watson. What's that? Or Watson. Well, any team that trades for Watson or works for Watson is a fool because that cat's going to jail. And if he doesn't go to jail, there's something wrong with the system. Dude's a dirtbag at the highest level. And and I, I, hope, I hope they lock him up because as a dad of a girl – I hope they throw away the key on that cat because he's a dirt bag. You hear me? He's a dirt bag. And I, and I don't care that you guys are all like crying in your milk over Deshaun Watson. Wham! No, no, I'm not. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Look, it's also the NFL. And, and, and nowadays, especially there's a lot of, there's a lot of woman fans. You, you can't do that. You can't make the sign and say, uh, well, you know, it, it's only civil lawsuits. It's not legal lawsuits. Not going to fly this day and age. Can't do it. Well, I, I do think that, We'll have to see what happens Friday, but with his with his proceedings, we we will. But this is we're talking, I and I don't want to get too deep. But we're talking twenty. If it was like sometimes they do pop up, and it turns out it, it's it's a lie. Sean Oakman's career got screwed because of it. It absolutely happens. When it's twenty, though, I I, I don't see this playing out well for uh, for either way. Either way, back to the back to the issue at hand with the QBs. Um, to Craig's yes. point. Spartan, I'm going to throw this up on here because someone just made another good part, which is Thompson too. So Wentz gets, is getting dealt from Indy to, to uh, the commies. And you know, that also changes some things. I mean, right now you're sitting on some really unique spots because new Orleans and now Seattle and Carolina, you know, potentially still need quarterbacks. One of them will be in play for Garoppolo there's got to be some of these. Oh, and Pittsburgh, sorry. And Pittsburgh need a QB. Are the Giants I, – I don't know, Mark, if Wentz comp, deal complicates things because I never really thought Washington was in play um, to draft one of those guys. My, that was just my opinion. I think this is about Pittsburgh, New Orleans, 
in Carolina. Um, Atlanta at eight. Seattle I don't really at nine. See, so Atlanta, I don't think is ready because they, you know, I just, yes. I don't think Atlanta wants any of these guys. Um, and, and tell you the truth. Like I just, Matt Ryan still throws a nice ball and, and, and they suck not because Matt Ryan sucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he's got um, a year left. So if they get like Willis to sit behind Ryan for a year, yeah. potential, but they don't have to move for that to happen. That's what I'm saying. That in play is Panthers at six, Atlanta at nine. It was or Atlanta at eight. It was Denver at nine. Now it's Seattle at nine, still in play for a QB. Washington at 11 is no longer in play. And then the later teams, like you said, Pittsburgh and New Orleans. So we'll have to see where Jameis ends up. We'll have to see where Garoppolo ends up. No one cares about Winston. Did you just say Jameis Winston? Well, yeah. If if the Saints sign him, then he's going to, then they're not in play for one of these quarterbacks, probably. Winston sucks. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying if, if for the Giants, we better just, just hope that Carolina doesn't get one of those guys because then another team that feels like they need to jump Carolina will give us at five picks to jump Carolina at six to get their quarterback. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I agree. I completely agree with that. I, th- I bet you people or, uh, you know, other teams are going to make calls to the giants. Cause we are uh, the last pick of any team that wouldn't take a quarterback this year. Uh, that we are definitely, they're looking, it's like, all right, hey, the Giants, that's the least we can give up. But that's why if Carolina gets a, gets a guy before the draft, or if Carolina trades for a guy before a draft or signs a guy, then unfortunately that, that's not as good that for takes us. That's so, out of the equation for us. So uh, NY Giants 2022 uh, has got a great point. That's where I was going was Winston sucks. He's going to get signed, but it's going to be a one-year prove-it deal because he can't stay healthy. They need to sign a QB to, in the wings, just like you just said, Atlanta fresh. Atlanta may want a QB to sit behind uh, um, Matt Ryan, Ryan for a year, right? Matty Ice is going to have, you know, he may get another year. I don't know, but it's the same exact scenario with Winston. They're going to sign Winston because they kind of have to, right? Like, you know, to make sure they have they have a quarterback in camp that's a veteran that's going to help someone. But Maybe. So the scenario is very similar between Atlanta and um, – Oh, and, and, and New Orleans, except for New Orleans is Atlanta's, you know, doesn't have a new coach and, and New Orleans does. So, and they don't have Winston signed yet. He's still a free agent. Yeah. Well, they're just going to let that dwindle out there. No, one's going to, no one wants Winston. Right. I mean, cause like I said, if they want him, he would be the first guy to snatch up, but he's heard every year. Yes. And Matt Ryan has a $48 million cap hit. It's the largest in NFL history. That will all work its way out because Ryan could probably still play another three years where Winston can't stay on the field ever. And he throws like 30 interceptions a year. Putting that aside, Fresh, do you see Pittsburgh, because they have a relationship with the Giants, the Rooney's and Maris, do you think Pittsburgh would call coming on the Giants for number seven um, or five? Or do you see um, even a dark horse? Is there a dark horse in here, Fresh, that would want to move up to get to get Pickett. If somebody falls in love with, I could see someone falling in love with Willis more than Pickett um, just because of the, the natural, the natural athlete and the raw ability, but maybe Minnesota is a dark horse. If they're, they have a new coach, if he just like wants to like get his guy to sit behind cousins. Um, But I don't know Pittsburgh to jump up that high to five or seven. If they're not sold on, on one of these guys, it seems like a big jump, but. Because um, think about it, Pickett plays in the backyard. He's a hometown hero. 
Yeah, I, I just – I don't know if that really carries that much weight for Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. They never really drafted in that manner. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I, I personally think it's going to be a tough situation if a, if a team doesn't fall in love with a quarterback, then we're not going to be able to trade back. And it's going to be a shitty draft to trade back because players ranked from like the sixth pick of the draft to like the 35th pick of the draft draft are literally interchangeable. Same quality. Mr. Chicken, like the guy on Twitter, he, he talked about that the other day too. And it was a blown out tweet that was completely correct, man. It's like, you know, it goes from just top quality to just average. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think, too, we're also buying a little bit of what average is. Like, you know, um, yes, there are some – it is really top-heavy with very polarizing players, right? Think about it. Uh, Tibbs was the number one rated player coming out of high school. Number one, right? And then you get Neil. A guy that big shouldn't be that fast and that strong, right? It's very polarizing. You know, um, you know, Icky uh, turns out to be like the most polished guy, great interviewer. Like, like you're right. It just happens to be very polarizing players. Normally, it's QB heavy, so that's polarizing. This year, you didn't expect it to be this polarizing, and you realize how freaky these big bodies are, right? Icky, Cross, Neil, and then you throw in these pass rushers. You're like, like, look, you were both Michigan State guys, but – you know, Hutchinson was like hot and then he just kept getting hotter and kept getting better. And people yep. were talking about, Hey, this guy's the next JJ Watt kind of thing. Right. And we're really talking about the dude leading up to this season. And by the I end don't even, of it, it's, I don't know. even think it's a top heavy draft. I don't think one player in this draft would have been, would have gone top seven or eight last year. I think Hutchinson yeah. would have, would have been like a, maybe the 10th pick last year personally. I, I don't know. The quality edges like him and Fibs, man. I mean, I don't know. But obviously the thing with uh, Tibbs is that, you know. Michael Parsons went 11th. I'm just saying, like, last Michael, year was a pretty deep draft. But remember, though, like, again, like it's, it's so subjective because Michael Parsons went 10 because he had a shitty attitude and people were like, screw this guy. He he went – he only went – was it – he went 10 because nobody was sure if he was. Yeah, but if you look at the players, though, like Rashawn Slater went 13. Like, he'd be drafted at probably ahead of any one of these guys in this draft. I, I just said, well, I think it was quarterback quality, too, man, because it was so rich last year that people were, were you know, willing to jump yeah. and everything like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, it depends on if you, what you do, right. right? Year You're to year. Right. Like, Neil, Neil would have been just as good as Thomas or good as Becton. Like, I mean, he's, I've never seen a guy that big move that fast. Like, Icky, Icky and Neil are just as good, I think, of would have been right up there in the top seven with with uh, with with with, uh, with with Thomas and Becton and and a lot of those guys. Like, yes, Hutchinson and uh, maybe could have been a, a seven or an eight instead of a one or a two. Maybe. But the, it's the a guy deep draft this year, though, the second and third yeah. round is going to be rich with talent. And it's just a different. It's that it's a different type of draft. That's all it is, right? Yeah. It's just different. I don't want to say it's better or they would. There were no edges last year, so it's hard to gauge, man. Like you know, teams might have an edge need, but obviously, if there's no top guy there, they're not going to draft an edge, right? But the the, yeah. the game changes a little bit when when you got like quality edges in the draft. But I will agree with you, Fresh. Last year's draft class was more stock than this year's. I mean, you, yeah. You're but this on, one's deep, man. though. You're going to get guys in the third and fourth round this year at certain positions yeah. that are probably second round talents. Right, so, right, right, right. The bell curve's a little bit more spread. It's end. also, again, it's also think about what you're saying. Last year, more quarterbacks were needed than this year, right? Like, sure. so it all depends on what's actually needed. The only reason why it feels so well, Quarterbacks heavy, are always needed. I think it's just last year they were thought to be such a high-caliber class. 
Well, I was going to reverse yes. it to the point of like the linemen. Like it's not sexy, right, to draft tackles in the front, but they're needed, right? So yeah. like in 2020, when you get Becton and, and, and Thomas and those guys, like I think that Aquanu and Neil would are just as good as those guys, right? Like so and in that year, people were like, yeah, we need tackles. They're going to go – all four of those guys are going to go in the top seven. Like last year wasn't like that because all – again, it's like opposite. One year tackles go, then the quarterbacks go. The next year it's a mixture of tackles and quarterbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so it all comes down to the need of the teams. And right now it just so happens that it, a lot of teams need tackles, you know? And they don't need quarterbacks as much. They need them, right? But they don't. Well, they, I think that's a grading of the players too. Teams are always going to need tackles. Teams are always going to need quarterbacks. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I just don't. I don't ever do. I'm just not a guy that goes. Last year was better than this year because, like, you never know what they're going to be until they play. No, you're you know right. I mean? I'm just saying, going on, going on, like the grading and the projections of like what experts and scouts will will list and stuff. I think that if you mesh the two drafts, like it's very likely that nobody from this year gets touched in the top eight. Sewell, Sewell, Penny Sewell last year is like one of the most eye-opening offensive tackle prospects I've, I've ever heard of, right? For two years there, it's like that's the only name you heard. Yeah. I'm not – now, Evan Neal is a, a very, very good prospect too, but, yeah, I don't I don't think his name rings the bell that like Sewell did for Yeah, example. but, again, it's all subjective. So, to Craig's point, yeah, you got to see how they yeah, play. Because I totally think a guy that that big, that fast, that mean, that strong – that, yeah, he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. All right, let's keep moving. moving. Let's, keep, let's keep moving. Uh, so, Russ and Rodgers are off the board. There's definitely we, – we, you know, have – I would have given up that for us too, by the way. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm with I'm with both of you on that. Uh, the key, if I understand you both correctly, the key is New Orleans and, and Pittsburgh. Don't know if that will happen, but we do know they're going to be in play, and maybe there's a, a dark horse like Carolina. Um. So let's talk about what the Giants have on their plate right now. Two players are on their plate that are very talented, fan favorites, um, and get paid a lot of money. Both these players could potentially start on any other team in the NFL, and we have them. But we have a money issue with the New York Giants. So let's start off first with uh, Fresh. Bradbury, you know, kind of had a down year last year. Might have been the scheme. It might have been, you know, that everybody else got hurt. I mean, we lost a bunch of DBs last year. Um, you know, he maybe he was playing. You know, he, he's a he's a, a a zone guy. Maybe they played too much man. I don't. I'm not really sure why he had such a down year, but he did, and he gets paid a ton of money. Is Bradbury going to be traded? Uh, do you find that it's a good move for the Giants to go out there and try to trade him, or do you find you know they should try to work a deal out of them? I know I don't even think they're even trying to work a deal out of them, but where are we with Bradbury right now? Fresh it sounds like they're going to trade him. It sounds like they're not trying to work out a deal. Um, he's still young. I know he had a down year last year and he's expensive, but the year before he was really really good. So yep. I would I would definitely talk to him and if he's willing to do an extension or a restructure to um, get the years out, you know, extend him a few years or restructure his contract in a way that he, his number wouldn't be so high, I would be open to it just because in Wink Martindale's defense, it's going to be important to pressure the QB and you're going to need guys to cover. Um, 
at the same time, it's looking like, to your point, that's not even an option. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, look, it looks like they're going to end up trading him. Spartan, I don't want him gone. Uh, I, I do see a situation that's probably going to happen, but my problem is it's one of those players where uh, I do think he brings value to the Giants. I don't think he was as good last year as the year before. I know he's expensive. Yeah, Mark Thompson's bringing it up right now, exactly what I'm talking about. You know, we're, we're going to give up our, our cornerback one. Uh, cornerback is top four most important position in football. And we get rid of a guy that, you, you know, again, players don't always year in, year out play the same, right? But we know at one tail end we got Bradbury 2020. And on a bad year, it's his last year. I can kind of accept that range. I don't want to see him go. Uh, I, you know, I we we can't overpay the dude, but you know, I I, I don't want a third for Bradbury. That's not worth it. We're not going to get value. Well, that's what they're going to get. That's what they're going to get for him with his yeah. cap number. Like that's yeah, so what? It's a third. It's a third, and then and then basically we just save money. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to have where, to where, I, we're going to piss away on some other free agent. We most free agents we have aside from him and Martinez are. Lost. So, so wanna, yeah, but me, that's a lot of money, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so let me, let me jump in real quick on the Bradbury thing. Here's the way, like, there's two things going on with Bradbury. Is you are giving away your one. I have a problem with that too, Spartan, because, you know, I've said a million times that the Giants never, ever have all, you know, all-star, all-pro, whatever you want to say. They never have elite corners, right? They have good ones. They usually have two good ones, though, when they win Super Bowls, right? I'm, and that makes up. That does make up for it. I I always find we have two nice corners. Like, I, you know what I mean? Bradbury has the potential to bring, you know, Pro Bowl caliber play to the table like he did in the year before. But he's getting paid so much money that, like, you're really in a spot where you got to find a trade partner that's going to eat some of that money, right? Take it off the Giants, you know, books. Um, and then if you find a trade person, you know, you find a person to dance with you, you know, you're stuck without a corner one. So it almost leaves you with, oh crap. Now I got to draft one and you know, you're not drafting a corner with the first pick. And and, and again, even if you get the cash, you have, you have to win on that next free agent sign. Then they better come back and, and they better be better than, than what Bradbury was. That's tough, man. I, I don't I don't see that being more than a fifty percent probability. Yeah, and he's, and I think Fresh is right. You are going to get a third, but here's so so Chris is bringing up the point, and like while it's a good point that um that uh, Tavon Young got released today by the Ravens, it could make sense because you know it's you know it's a wink guy, right? Um, but here's the thing: he's still in nickel corner. Like like you know like we have Holmes coming off the D, you know the 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 D uh. uh the, the DL, we, we've got, uh, what do you call it, who hurt his knee, going to come off the DL. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, is it Robinson? Robinson. The, uh, the rookie? Uh, yeah, he got hurt. He, he tore, his AC, tore his ACL. Holmes could go. Um we have, you have we, plenty of of, of uh, extra DBs, guys that could be the fifth man yeah, out. There. You know, think, we need we need somebody who's productive as a as a number. If one. you're trading Bradbury, you're looking at finding Sauce, or you're looking at finding another number one DB. And and, and, and rookies take time to develop at that position. That's a very difficult one to just come so, in and, and shatter the mold, man. 
So while I'm so while I am um, well, Chris too, I, I'm fine with Young coming in, but I don't think he's going to start in a corner, uh, and it could be a great a great a slot corner. But if you're trading Bradbury, what are you going to do to start at you know the number one corner? Um, and of course, yes, it is. I hate to tell you, Spartan, it is a third rounder. Like that's what you're going to get. That's the value level that you're going to you're going to get. You know, you're going to get. What's up, Tuto? What's the team? value that our third round picks have brought us in the past? Well, again, and I know that's not the point this, of drafting. It, it might be a story for it. another day. But you know, look, the first round pick's supposed to be a no brainer for a GM. Where a GM gets paid his money is his fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. So the third round picks for the Giants have not been terrible. Oh, thank you, Williams. Um, what did I say? Did I didn't I say Williams? Um, thanks, Mark. Yeah, it's, it's Rodarius uh, Williams. We got oh, two. Yeah. D, we got two DBs that are going to come off. You know uh, the DL. I'm not really sure if you trade. The third round pick doesn't bother me as much as it may you, Spartan. The problem I have is if you trade the number one, who 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 starts? Who becomes right. that corner? You right. know what I mean? I, guess right. you can... I feel like we're trying to win a, a battle of just trying to create cash and like the, the Giants are celebrating creating cap space. And I get it. Look, we need cap space. I mean, the fact that we have no wins and we're out of money is infuriating, but I, I feel like, you know, we got to replace the bad players before we replace the good ones. Well, let's not fall in love with only first round picks. I mean, we could, we could draft a corner in the third round who might become stud. We don't know. Right. All right. Let's keep, let's keep moving. Um, the second player is Martinez. The Martinez coming off an ACL. Um, uh, I like, you know, Zane, um, you know, our partner in crime, he was saying how he didn't want, he didn't want Martinez. He trash talked him. And in the minute, you know, we got on the field, Martinez shut him right up. He literally shut the run down at 136 tackles, you know, top three, four tackle uh, tackles. Uh, in Didn't the they NFL. say he'd rework a deal though? Yeah, I thought they already so, agreed to it. Yeah, so, so the great thing about Martinez is that he wants to be a giant. He has said he wants to be a giant and he's willing to It's amazing to how many of these guys want to be giants. I know, right? It's crazy. Well, again, there's a lot of things that go into it. I think a lot of people want to be giants because they like Shane and Dable. I mean, if you, you know, if you still have judge and Gettleman, I don't know if you get the same reaction. Okay. I mean, a lot of these guys were bought in a judge. I mean, whatever you want to say about him, it's over with in now, but year one, they bought in the judge and year two, they were like, what's going uh, on. That's true. We, by the end of it, by the end of year two, they were definitely saying, all right, you know, you know, now, you know, and like Joe's got a good point. Like, look, it is, it is New York. It is in New York. It, 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 there is a lot of uh, all field money and opportunity. Look, I did it with the Eagles for years, you know, between cell phone plants, car deals, restaurant deals. There's plenty, of, a lot of all field money. It's New York. It's got a lot of cachet to it. You know, um, if you can make it in New York, right. You can make it anywhere. It's a whole it's New York. Fun. They're not going to get that McMahon. You know, the mid round picks aren't going to get like, you know, McMansion out in uh, summit, New Jersey right away though. You know what I'm saying? There's a cost to it, but of course, if you can make it four years with the Giants and get a second contract, you could buy a house in Summit or Mawa, wherever you got to do. So you got to make it. You got to make it past your your original rookie contract. Point being is there are guys that want to play for Shane. There are guys that want to p- play for Kafka. There are guys that want to play for Dable, and Martinez is one of them. He may like look at Wink and be like, "Oh, this is cool." And remember, he was due almost fourteen million. So he's probably, I don't know for sure. And yes, he is, you know, uh, it's more than a rumor, Mr. Thompson. He is 
restructuring. I don't know if that would be the word. They're going to have to add a year contract on $14 million, add another year on. He'll have two years, and then he takes a 50% pay cut. So he gets seven this year and seven next year. Same money that they promised him, but he has to add a year on, and the Giants save $7 million a year. So that's most likely what's going to happen. He's getting 14 this year. They want the seven back. So they might, they're going to add a second year on at seven. So he'll get seven this year and seven next year. That's most likely what you're going to see, you know, Adam Martinez. And guess what? He's a look, good looking dude who plays middle linebacker for the Giants. He's really big into gaming, right? And Pokemon and all this crazy stuff. He's got a whole, whole like secondary <laughs> life going on in New York. So um, I'm happy with Martinez coming back. Either one of you like upset? That Martinez no, no, is positive. Cool with it. All right, cool. Found All a right. way to keep one of our best players on defense. I like Ooh. it. I love it. And, and again, they might draft a guy with the seventh pick or maybe in the second round just because Crowder's got to go, man. Crowder has to go. That that cat gives me agita every Sunday. Um, okay, let's talk some draft. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. We like to talk draft. You know, we have this whole segment that we do every Thursday, right, Craig? Come on now. <laughs> so, gentlemen, uh, there is a NY Giants Rush draft show. It happens every other week on Thursdays. Spartan, what time is the show? Eight o'clock. Oh, eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, eight o'clock Eastern time. Sorry, I get, I, I'm in Central time, everybody. I had to think seven o'clock. Uh, yep. So, Spartan is in Chicago and he hosts the draft show with our draft guru, which you guys are all familiar with. It's the truth. It's Michael Stewart. Um, and John Esposito, who was going to do offensive linemen this week, took a piece of glass um, in the eye, right above his eye. Has to have eye surgery, so our prayers are with John. Yeah, that wish, wish him well on Twitter, guys, if you got a hold of him. Yeah, if you see John Esposito, you know, uh, he was supposed to come on the draft show tomorrow, and, uh, you know, he was using a wet saw, and he, you know, took a piece, of, a piece of shrapnel in the eye, so he's getting eye surgery, so we wish him the best. He's one of our guys. So I, the maestro, is filling in. Except we're going to change gears to my topic, which is my favorite position in the draft this year, which is tight ends. Oh, baby. So, uh, so look, I, I wasn't prepared, but now I am prepared because, like, look, I've been, I've been watching film, doing notes. So we're going to do tight ends tomorrow for all you draft. Especially, I don't know if, 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 if Chris is still in the room. I mean, I see a ton of you guys in here. Jeff. Joe, thanks for all coming. You know, Giants 20, 22. Oh, there's Chris up there. Chris, tomorrow, um, I'm 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 the guest on my own show. Funny, right? Um, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do tight ends. But right now, uh, fresh, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? So are you familiar with the NFL network? Yeah, why? Of course, of course you are. What happened? Because, because because you're a football guy. You're, of course you're familiar with the NFL network. There is a Giants fan who is is an intricate part of the NFL network. Do you know who that is? Who's that? Peter Schrager. So, Spartan, you're familiar with Peter Schrager, right? Schrager's the man. Yeah. All right. So, Schrager's big Giant fan comes out with his top five today. Who's going to be the top five picks? This is what Schrager says. He says that number one off the draft board is going to be uh, Equanu, number one pick. 
Then he said Hutchinson at two. Then he said Neal at three. He said Walker at four, which blows my mind because I like him, but not at four. And then, of course, he throws in, just makes me crazy that the Giants are going to pick Sauce Gardner at, at, at five. What the bleep? We how we, we cannot draft a cornerback. Now he Why? is the, he is the best corner. There is no doubt. Why? Because Jones has no lineman and no lineman in camp right now. Right now, fresh. If the season started today, it doesn't. But if the season started today, we would go into the into camp with no lineman, none, zero, zip, zing, zilch. There's no lineman, no healthy lineman on the team. You cannot hope and pray that a fourth, fifth, and a sixth-round pick make it all at one time and start when you have no lineman. Now, if I had a line in place, sure, go right ahead. Draft four, five, and six linemen and let them battle it out. But you don't have any linemen. So what does that mean? So when we pick a lineman in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, guess what they have to do? Start. They all have to start day one. Rookies who are fourth, fifth, and sixth rounders, they have to start fresh. We can't draft a corner with the first pick. Can I say one thing, Craig? No, (laughs) you can't. No, (laughs) God damn, man. Look. I, 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 for the most part of everybody in New York Giants rush probably agrees with you more on this offensive line situation. My only thing is if, wow. and this is only an if, I don't think this is going to happen, but if Iquano and um, Neil both go before the Giants have that fifth pick, I, I, th- I, I think Sauce is the guy, unless one of those edges slides. And then at, at seven is, is you know – then, then we start figuring out what to do with offensive line, just because I do. Why feel like just, there's yeah, the two top guys. I, I don't. I, I mean, after that point, I don't know. Here? You see what your words are? Figure it out. We can't, for the love of God. I Figure it out me. means I'll watch some YouTube videos tonight and get a little bit of a better idea of what I want. We haven't had the offensive lineman show yet, all right? But I know that Neil and Aquanu are are the top so, guys. As I've been so thinking. listen, you uh, Walker is jumping up in a lot of people's boards. Um, he, he's yeah. a, he's a he's a riser after the combine. So I definitely thought Walker I, and Johnson would go would go like eight nine ten. At the end of the day, like I said, after the top couple players picks five or six through thirty five, it's like you're gonna have people looking at them and ranking them all completely differently. So you don't take you don't reach to take a position, man. You just don't do that. You cannot do that. If so, you feel that Gardner is on another level than those other linemen, if you think there's a drop off after those two, if you think your pennings and your crosses of the world are not in the same, it's a significant drop off. You don't have to wait to the fourth, fifth, and sixth you, round. You could draft guys, them in the second and third round. You just you can't reach. All, you guys all buy into this crap, right? So listen to me. I'm not saying it's that. Cost- I'm not saying that I have Gardner rated, by the way, higher that as my highest available there. I'm just saying you can't reach. You cannot say we have to take a lineman no matter okay. what. Because so if, what if you happened- have 10 other players ranked ahead of a lineman, why would you take a lineman that's, in your opinion, I'm- significantly lower in the pecking order you're, of talent? You're basing your entire de- – ar- not argument, but your debate on what analysts rank players. No, you, I'm saying wait, if, hang on. You, if your rankings – 
Yes, as a, because as here's a giant, the as the here's GM here's of the Giants, the third, the third best offensive tackle in college football. Okay, if I take all the college players, okay, this this column is all the college players. This column is the offensive lineman. Okay, the third best offensive lineman is still the 18th best college player in football. But I don't give a crap if he's the 18th best player in in college football. He's the third best offensive lineman, and I can plug him in to protect Daniel Jones at camp. But we're sitting around here saying he's the 18th ranked talent in college football. I don't give a shit. Well, here's why that. Let me, let me, let me, my rebuttal to that is, so if you're the 18th ranked player and you're whatever position, right, then there's, uh, let's say a 60% chance of you, um, reaching a threshold worthy of a top, whatever pick. But if you have a corner or whatever other position ranked as the fourth best player, and it's more of a sure thing, and it's like an 85% chance. Like, ah, I'm just saying, you're playing really? you're playing with fire by reaching, though. Emma, okay, so now let's take it a step further. I don't take what I – I don't take the third best offensive lineman. I take the best corner. And the best corner doesn't start because the best corner's got to rotate with the nine other defensive backs I have. So he only really gets to contribute 25% of his overall talent. So now I'm sitting there saying, I did what everyone wanted me to do. I did the right thing. I drafted a guy because he was the fourth best talent or fifth best talent in college football. But he doesn't play all the time. He subs in on packages. Meanwhile, the How would he sub in on packages, though? If you if you take him that high, then he should they be all Because they all do it. They all do it not a top guy though. Like a Kyle Hamilton's going to come in and, and he's going to be on the field the whole game because he's a safety and no one has a safety that good. Well, okay. that's what I'm the saying. If you, if you feel that way, about I really don't care for Hamilton that much at that pick, to be honest with you. The only reason I said God sauce is because an elite cornerback, uh, he's tall. He's six, three. He's yeah. long, but it's hypocritical because no one takes a safety at five. Okay. If we're taking a safety at five, why can't we take a center at five? I well, I agree. That's another story. Well, uh, listen. I'll be honest with you. Everybody keeps saying you can't take a center that high. Linderbaum is so freaking good. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I don't. I, I'm glad to take like, him. I don't think. I think. I'm hoping we can use him at seven. I'm. I'm hoping he's there at seven. I all I want, gentlemen, and I'm sorry to cut you off. All I want, and we're falling in love with the draft and the draft system and all these minutia, and then the season comes. And you get the same fucking thing that you've had for three years. I, I get it. Okay. I get it. Yeah, but you I cannot pass on a guy that you think is significantly right? better, though. But I can, can if he's not going to like. Yes, look, there's you can, two sides of the ball. You could you could draft guys in the second and third round that are going to come in and be plug and play guys. Not enough. That's what here's here's what I think everyone can completely doesn't understand. If the New York Giants had five guys in camp that could play on the team and start, and you brought in a second, and a third, and a fourth round guy to compete a bit, I'm fine. There are no healthy offensive linemen on the team. So well, what are you pre- suggesting? You have to take a lineman at five, seven, second round, third round? Like what is no, your suggestion? I'm saying you need you need right now the where the team sits, two of your two of your 
top four picks have to start day one because there are like you don't have so a can center. Can that be a second and a third rounder? That's okay. Yes, I got that. In the are we exactly sure Cross is starting day one? Cross would start day one. Garrett, Gar- guaranteed he'd start one day one, regardless if he was if he could do it or not. Because my point to you is that. The team doesn't have free agent money. Here's what, again, like people think this yeah, is a, I agree with that. people think this is like a, you know, um, oh, um, what was the word you just said? Fresh. I'm, uh, I'm passing up on a guy. I'm reaching. Oh, no, reaching. I'm being, I'm being realistic on what the team is. If the team had, we're in a really odd spot. If the team had free agent money, we'd go out and we would buy a badass free agent guard. Instead, we brought in a guard today who hasn't played in a year and a half from the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may be great, but the point is, is we don't have the money to buy a starter that's already, you know, going to do the job. If if Jones doesn't get blocking, he's gone. If Barkley doesn't get holes, he's gone. You know, you're, you're right, but if they're earth shattering players in positions of need, it's a little different. The Giants, I agree with you. The last few years, I look at the Giants a lot of these times and say, why didn't they just draft a guy, uh, an offensive lineman, where Dexter Lawrence was drafted? Because Lawrence doesn't do anything for us. Right. Or why not? Uh, or Barkley. Why didn't we just get Nelson? Yeah. Right? DeAndre Baker. What? DeAndre Baker. Yep. See, look, I'm just look, saying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was up to get Joe, Look, God Joe's got damn, the, Joe's got it. You're drafting cross because of how good he is at, at, at pass protecting. He's going to get better at run blocking, but he starts day one because not only did you draft him for who, what he can do, but he would be all you had. If we go with your philosophy, we, and realistically, Hamilton and sauce are fantastic. So why then <laughs> do we not draft a corner in the safety at five and seven and hope? No, And then, Oh, 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 I'm sorry. And then Lloyd in the second round, let's not draft lineman to third, four and five. And you tell me. Well, that's not team. what I'm saying though. There's a difference between, you have to take one at five or or seven versus not taking one to the fourth round, though. If they you don't know? get one at five, they do have to get them in the mid round. Like they absolutely have to. There's no yeah, excuse. like they're gonna no they're gonna, available crap they're, anymore. You gotta they're, go. They're gonna get one at five. If not at five or seven, the second round is is most likely gonna be alignment. If they don't get one well, at, at five, five or seven, I'm jumping off the roof of this building. This is a tall one. So no, I don't, dude. I, I don't exists. think you have to take one at five or seven, though. I, I don't. But think just, you have well, to. I mean, one of them they absolutely have to. No, I don't think you, you imagine they didn't draft one, at dude. Six. If if Hutchinson is there at five, I don't care. I'm taking Hutchinson. It's not okay, even listen, a thought. No, 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 no. I think you're missing the point. Joe it's Becker fine. will puke if you do if we do not draft the lineman, guys. He said it right here. I don't want him to get sick. I just got sick on Look, Monday. I, again, I think I think people don't understand what my point is. It's not about like I don't want to reach if Hutchinson is there or Neil or uh, Hutchinson or Tibbs or yeah, Whoever you I'm think, all, yeah, I'm all for that. All I'm trying to get across to people that are New York Giants fans is that Gate, uh, Rich Soybert broke his leg just like Gates did, and it took him almost two years to come back. He's not going to be there. Hernandez is gone. Yeah. Solder, I know. Solder is gone. Lemieux, maybe. Like, there are no uh, offensive linemen. Lemieux is not doing us anything. Listen, anything. listen. Yeah. If, they, if they rank all these players and they're, like, somewhat close, but another position's a little bit better, then, yes, you can take the linemen. It wouldn't be a reach if you have them rated similarly. But you cannot – 
completely go for need and disregard what the board looks like. Fresh, can you do this? Can you do this for us, Fresh? This will actually be the most important thing to just get out and clear the air right now. If um, they, who is worth it at five for the Giants to take over over the next best lineman after Neil and Aquanu? Let's well, just linemen, list all those who those guys are. It's Hutchinson. It's Tibbs. Who would the linemen be, or who would just the players be? Who would the players be that you would draft over the next best lineman after Neil and Aquanu? Tibbs, Hutchinson, Sauce, Hamilton. What? Like, I wouldn't. No, I'm not saying that I would necessarily take. Um, I would take Sauce over Cross or um, say. I also read something that Penning won't get past Carolina at six, which is interesting because he's flown up the boards. He was a mid round guy, and now all of a sudden, what you you don't like him? I, I'm more. I like him a lot because he's angry. Yeah, he's got that like tenacity. I worry. I worry about him like being a day one starter. Yeah, like from the the pick, he's he's a good player, but I it's it's a little bit like well, Neil Neil and Aquano are clearly day one starters. Yeah, I've come around on Cross. Um, I think Cross would be the next lineman I would take after those guys. uh, To answer your question, Mike, would I take Cross over Tibbs or Hutchinson? No. Um, No, can't do it. I'm really intrigued by Trayvon Walker and Jermaine Johnson, even though taking them at five over cross would be something I'd think about. Um, I do like I'm, sauce Gardner a lot, but do I like him where I like him better than cross? I'm not so sure. If I give you cross at five and I give you Johnson at seven, are you upset? I'd be thrilled with that. I'd be, I'd be very happy with that. That can, that cause that exact thing can happen yeah or or if you said that walker like walker or johnson at seven uh and cross at five would be exciting i would also that's take my Lind- point is realistic at seven but nobody's going to take linderbaum that high he's going to go like 25 I don't, I don't understand this whole center thing <laughs> because because he's no it's because not he just gets the freaking job done he's elite yeah, I, I don't i don't care if they say positional value but that's, that's crap because if you look back at the last 20 uh nfl teams a lot of them had pro bowl centers on them and yeah but none were drafted higher than like 15 that's all right, right, though, but Nelson. you know what? He balls out. Like, no, everybody's saying who said we shouldn't draft the Nelson over Saquon are now saying that we should not draft Linderbaum that high because he's a center. I I'm agree with you. Crap. I agree with and you. We have a whole by the way, I'm on the same page. He's one of the best center prospects. Then ever. we shouldn't be drafting Hamlin because no one takes a safety that high either. Yeah. I, and by I, the way, I, I don't agree with that positional value stuff. So I'm 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 with the Linderbaum at seven. Okay. I am one hundred percent fine with with Cross Linderbaum, cross Johnson, cross Walker. I'm o- I'm okay with all I don't want to happen is when we get to the third round, when we should be drafting a badass thousand yard tight end, and we're just starting to draft offensive linemen, and we're going, I sure I hope, he, I I sure I hope these I guys agree. work out. No, but I think that every- I think that there are guys, there are gonna be guys that you're gonna dr- see available in the second, third round at interior guards. line. Guards. That, that can play guards. Yes. Yeah. Tackles don't slide. Usually that Falele, that guy, he, if he's there in the second round, I, I think he's, he could be there in the second round. Do you, so if you drafted Penning, you would start him day one. I mean, he, to me, scares the crap out of me. I wouldn't take Penning at five or seven. I'm just saying I saw something recently that was like a, a GM told somebody, Oh, he won't get by Carolina at six, which is interesting. Um, I know, I don't. I don't view him as a guy that's like as as talented as Cross because Cross was the best pass blocker in the country. 
Like out of better than Neil, better than than Aquonu. You're just projecting that Neil and Aquonu, because of their athletic ability and bodies, and their versatility too, is why they're ahead of Cross. Because they could play tackle or guard. Where Cross is strictly a tackle, because because of the way his body is and the way that he plays. Um, so I don't I don't think Penning is is in the same grouping as Cross. Just want you to know. I don't care really what they do at five. If you want to know the truth, like if they went defense or if they went, if they went sauce, so be it. All I'm saying is that yes, you can't build a team with only your first round picks only. And this is what I'm going to emphasize this. So you kind of clearly know where I'm coming from only because there's no lineman on the team. (laughs) Right. Think, but I'm just saying, think about what I'm saying here. Under normal circumstances, if there were five linemen on the team, I would say you could draft an offensive lineman in the second, third, and fourth round, and they would compete against the guys you had already there. That's not the case. The the linemen you draft with the 2022 draft will start, okay? Depending on a fourth, fifth, and sixth rounder or a third, fourth, and fifth rounder, the start is such a stretch, especially when you look at the statistics on how many guys even make it to a second contract in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. So all, I, all I'm saying is if the Giants had free agent money, they went out and got a couple guards, I'd go like this. Give me Sauce. Give me Hamilton. Give me Lloyd. No problem. But because there's no lineman on the team, I don't want to have to depend on a fourth, fifth, and sixth round guy starting. Because it's not one. I would need three to start. There's five linemen. The only healthy lineman on the team right now is is Price. Thomas well, they're not going. They're, they're not starting four rookies, so it does. They're not going to start four rookies. It's going to be no, Thomas because, and probably two rookies, and then probably well, another guy Lemieux. that they have or a guy that they sign. Well, you you got Lemieux and you got the guy from the Falcons, right? But again, you still have Thomas is hurt. Lemieux's hurt. Uh, 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 Gates is hurt. I don't know if they're bringing Skura back. Who cares? Billy Price. Like, you really just have to figure out that you put. You have to come away with two plug-and-play guys. Two guys in this draft have to start. Yep. Yeah. That's all. I, I don't care where you get them from. If you're telling me 100% that the fifth and sixth round draft picks are going to start. No, it's going to be second and third or first and second or first and third. For the, for, for the record, Fresh, I'm 100% okay with that. All right. Cool. So, so feasibly, then back to the first part of the conversation, you could go Sauce at five, and Devin Cross Lloyd at seven, and I Devin Lloyd at seven, and then have a second round lineman and third round lineman. <laughs> Hypothetically, uh, no, they saying, won't. Be, they won't I'm be play, there. I'm playing devil's advocate. Cross and Linderbaum will not be in the second round. No, 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 not that, not those guys. But I'm saying starters. If you're saying you have to get starters, then it could come from the second and third round pick, and the first five and seven. But you need it, could... but you need a tackle. Most of the second round, third round picks are all interior guys. Understood. I'm just saying hypothetically. All right, let's keep moving because we're almost out of time. Um, <laughs> all right. Last thing is, um, they did sign Matt Gono f- uh, from the Falcons today. He's six four three oh five. He's a Jersey boy, believe it. Santa Minson down here by me. So it's kind of cool. I uh, yeah, I know Mark Thompson dropped that in there, or maybe it was Joe. But um, it's very cool to see. I love watching local guys. Um, yeah, Bredesen, Mark, um, Bredesen and Martin. I, I don't know if these guys are going to come back. 
you know, I know Price is going to, I know Billy Price is going to come back with first round draft pick, you know, at one time. Price is going to come back. I don't know if Bredis is going to come back. And I, and I don't think Martin's coming back. Just this me. But, and Price may be trash, but as a first round pick, they, they're going to bring him back as a body. Right. So, um, uh, all right. Last thing would be free agents. Give me, do you guys have any free agents that you think you want or that are affordable? Is it even on any one of your radars or you haven't even gone there yet? I haven't gotten there um, because the money hasn't been right. there. Trubisky. Bre- oh, okay. Real fast. Chris says Bredesen's still on the books. I, I don't know what his dead money is, Chris, but you're right. He may come into camp. Um, all right. Trubisky. Um, here's my thing on Trubisky. The Giants brass. They will make a mistake if they overpay for him. He was not good in Chicago. Let's keep in mind, I hated this guy from scratch because he only started one year of college football. The last time he started a game was his senior year of high school. He sat the bench, you know, and not everybody is successful. Most quarterbacks are not successful without touches and reps. That's why I think Pickett, regardless of what he does, starting four years makes him a very mature quarterback. I think he's going to be okay. He could be David Carr. He could be Kirk Cousins kind of a thing. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, Trubisky has been in the league three, four years and he's already on his second team. I know they like him, but they can't overpay for him. So the system, I, he's a backup. Jones gets hurt. He's a similar guy to Jones in terms of athletic ability. Let him compete. It's, the, it's, it's, one, one, it's, it's one year. It's one year. It's one yeah, year. It's You're per- all right. Like these, these flyby quarterbacks, the, um, what journeyman QBs, they're not as cheap as we all think they are. Yeah. Right um, now your, your best bet is to go out there and get, you know, a guy like Dalton, you know, or or um, somebody like Fitzpatrick or something like that, you can get on a one year deal that's cheap. Or like, Sam, if Sam Howell falls to two, he, I want Sam Howell, man. He ain't yeah, going again, to I can't, I can't, I can't have a rookie. I can't have a I'm rookie. In love. Backup I'm in love, Craig. I'm, I'm in love. I mean, what am I going to do? You think he's that good? Yeah, he's starting to sound really? like best in the draft. Yeah, you, you think so? Best QB in this draft. So you think three years from now we'll be like, wow, Howell is the best in the class. Yeah, and you'll be looking at Spar and Mike and be like, you know what, man? He is the draft expert. But until Fresh. then, it is truth. Make no Fresh. mistake about it. Fresh. Write, write that down. I will. Um, like, It'll be I, on I, YouTube. I, so. that, that is shocking to hear. Um, so I'm no, gonna, I mean, no, none of the other guys the are that great. It, 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 like, it, it is what it is. It's like pick your flavor. This draft is a pick your flavor draft. It's like – we could be talk. We could be talking about these guys. You might have a guy that I think is the thirtieth best player that they draft at five. You know, it's just like it's right. just a, a really unique draft. Giants need. Let's close the show with this. Uh, 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 this is for you, Spartan. I'm putting this up on here. Um, so Giants need a backup quarterback. Trust me. Uh, well, we're we're gonna have to just put some stock into what you're saying, but. Um, to, uh, to Mark Thompson brought up the fact that Mariota wants to start again. He's going to come cheap. Dalton's going to want a, a chance to start. He's going to come cheap. The only guy that's not coming cheap is Trubisky because he's 25 years old. How like, much? Wait, how much I mean? is he going to want it to be a, a to compete for a starting job? I don't know the number. I he heard, might go somewhere else. He might go to Indy. I, I think Indy's going to make. Oh, you know what? I wonder if Indy Indy trades up to get one of these guys. I don't know. Because, Their owner is impulsive. Oh wait! I, I, so I you know what? You know what? Just don't. I'm gonna impulsive. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up this can of worms for next time, guys. For next week, one is I could see you know Indy you know um, 
trading for Willis. I could see that happening because Willis is projected to go, you know, he might go in that, you know, eight to 12 range. Um, I could see, I could see Willis going to Indy uh, with Indy making some moves and um, I could see Derek Carr getting traded too. So there are some, so there, this will shake out to be a fun draft. Um, that's Spartan Mike. That's Mikey Fresh. Uh, I'm your host, Craig Santucci, and I've been on here way too long. Um, and we're the Giants guys. We're live on Twitter. Thanks for Giants 2020, Mark, Tom, Joe, Chris, uh, uh, Mark, Mark, another Mark. Um, all these guys, all you guys that ju- jumped in here. I'm trying to scroll through them all. Thanks for coming in, Jeff, the other Mark, Tom, Tuto. From Italy, thank you. All you guys jumping in. Thanks for hanging out. This is another episode of the Giants, guys. We got big news coming up. We're going to be doing something really special for high school football players with Leonard Marshall. Um, we've got some interviews coming up. We are going to broadcast live um, throughout the draft. And, guys, we're going to put you on the show. Every one of my guys is going to pick five of their best Twitter followers, and we're going to put them live on the broadcast. That's right. So hit up your favorite personality, whether it's Spartan Mike, whether it's Mikey Fresh, whether it's The Truth, whether it's Zane, whether it's John. Hit up your favorite guy and be like, yo, I want to be on the, the Rush Draft Show. So hit hit those guys up. And for everyone out there that I owe posters to, I swear I have them sitting right here. I apologize. I'm such a slacker. Um, uh, end, end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. We're out. Peace. Peace.